What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Woke and Broke Podcast. What's going on? Hey. What's up? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, did the show the. <laughs> what is it? The Harlem Shake? Harlem Shake, yeah. Harlem Shake, real hard. <laughs> I always think about Bow Wow every time. Every single time. He was the king of the Harlem So, Day. so, yeah, represent that. So, yeah. With them big ass jerseys with his little yes! body. <laughs> <laughs> Down his damn ankle. Yes. Looking like a jersey dress. Hell yeah. Oh, how y'all been? What's been up? What's been new? School's out. <laughs> Y'all, school's out, and I'm so happy. Yes. I'm done. I packed up my classroom. I had to get a whole U-Haul, y'all, in a storage wow. unit. In a storage unit. Because I'm, you know, I'm leaving. Not only am I going from third to fifth, I'm leaving school. I'm changing school. Uh-huh. And so, um, and I can't get into my new school yet, so I had to get a storage unit. Mm. Wow! So yes, when do you get in, like, I, When do you get into your new school? Like when the school year getting ready to start? Right, probably around then. Probably July. Mm. I would want to say mm. um, the end of July. That's what's up. So you yeah. just gonna be kicking it, big kicking it, big kicking it. I'm telling y'all, y'all and I have mad plans. <laughs> yes, we going to the library. We going to the zoo. We going to the movies. Yes. If you don't like crying babies, don't go to the matinee because that's where we're going to be at. <laughs> I'm, I apologize in advance, but mama want to see some movies too. Yes, and right. deserve. So we're going to the matinee, at least in the daytime. Yes. So it should be, you know, right. not a huge deal. So we shall see. Right. She might just sleep the whole time, which is what I'm banking on. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. One, one can hope. Fun, so. <laughs> You said what? One can hold, right? Mm-hmm. One. <sighs> Just pray. <laughs> but yeah, so we have mad plans, mad plans for summer, and I'm excited. We had our mommy and me photo shoot Saturday. I can't wait to see them. I can't wait to see them. I think they're going to be really nice. Your makeup was, was flaky. So <laughs> <laughs> I said, I told her too, I said, you know, I need some classes so I can have this beat on a regular basis. Like. <laughs> She was like, your skin is so nice. You don't even really need all this makeup. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I feel new. Ain't that? <laughs> you know, that's what my students, now I know what they mean. Mm-hmm. My students used to say that when I would put on makeup. They'd be like, you look new. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. You just look. You just look new. You so that's the way of saying you look younger. Is that, is yes, that what they try to say? Exactly <laughs> You look new for you. Like, damn new. new? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right, kids, making the new terms. All right. So yeah, I can't wait to. Um, even though y'all was not fooling with it, like she not fooling now. Right. She y'all was not mind. fooling with it. You hear mommy talking about you. <laughs> she said, no, she was down. not feeling that photo shoot. She was just staring, like, "Girl, who is you?" She was like, "What is going on?" 
Just get up out of here. Let's take these pictures. <laughs> you got this flower on my head. I had to. God made a, a flower headband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got my Pinterest on. He's like, girl, take this shit off my head. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the house. I cannot <laughs> wait to see him. I can't wait. Oh God! <laughs> when see should him. you come back, friend? When should I? I don't know. I feel like we only like compared to our newborn session. This was only a thirty-minute session, uh, so she really didn't take that many pictures. So I feel like it shouldn't be like that long. long. So maybe a couple of weeks. I okay. would imagine. Yeah, two to three weeks, I'm sure. That's what's up. So hopefully, quick turnaround. What about y'all? What y'all been up to? Mm, well, you know, with me, it's it's the same old, same old. You know, really getting my life together <laughs> as usual. <laughs> as usual. Actually, I mean, I've been I've been really working on um, getting my businesses back in order. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, I put a lot of things on ice when, um, I was taking my course, which I ended up getting an A in and I thought I was getting a B, but I got an A. So shout out to my professor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like I put a lot of stuff on the back burner and I'm just going back and picking things up and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, um, and whatnot and just really, you know, trying to dig into, the structure of what my business will look like and then you know talking to y'all and you know mm-hmm. coming up with what we want you know woke and broke to look like business wise and then expanding from there so just i don't know i've been in this business bag and you know working to gather my emotions and get my emotions in alignment because I, for some reason, I don't know, I haven't been keeping track of the planets and what's going on up there, but my emotions <laughs> have been raw, y'all. Like they have been raw and I've been carrying a lot of stuff. So I just been dealing with things, you know, and just going through the motions or whatever. And like mm-hmm. um, yesterday I was able to finally bring vo- bring um, life and, and give voice to all of the things that I have been just kind of carrying um, mm-hmm. and was able to talk it all out and get it all out of my system and um, really gain some direction on where I need to go from here to get my shit together, you know. Right, so, right. y'all know me. I'm always self-reflecting. I'm always keeping people in check, you know, with what I'm doing internally and, you know, business-wise, educationally, and things like that. So it's just really maintaining that work, um, and then figure doing research to figure out what my next steps are, so that I can be, you know constantly progressing progressing to the next level or whatever so that's that's pretty much what my week's been like you know just networking with friends old friends and new friends and and making moves and 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 working on myself to be the best me that i can be at all times you know absolutely yes yeah what about you bro my week has been pretty, pretty good. It's just been a lot of, you know, a lot of reflection mm-hmm. and a lot of um, getting back in the game. And so, as you all know, I've been applying for jobs down, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to change my situation and, you know, move on to the next opportunity. And I've had, you know, I've 
gone on like several interviews mm-hmm. um, in the past month or so. And I, um, there was a job that I really, really wanted, but I ended up not getting it. I actually, um, you know, lost the position to a candidate who actually had, who actually holds a PhD. Mm-hmm. So like if fine, I'm like, okay, I went toe to toe with someone with a, a terminal degree. Right. And it was a really, really hard decision for them to make just based on the impact and connection that I had with the students, with the faculty. But realistically, and I and I get it because I work in, a, in the enterprise, like you can't really mm-hmm. justify um, not selecting the person with that credential, mm-hmm. especially that, when right. they were doing good as well, too. Right. I can see if they were just a trash-ass interview. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, get, this, get this motherfucker out of here. But that wasn't the case. And mm-hmm. so naturally, they went into uh, the direction of that person, which mm-hmm. is fine, but it also confirms to me what I've always known, um, especially since the little um, disagreement, actually it wasn't a little disagreement, big ass disagreement me and my current supervisor had about why I wasn't ready to move on to like a, a prefix to no prefix and the coordinator series. I was like, you got me so fucked up. You got me fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Being invited to interview for a director's position, right. which is the position that my current supervisor has, just cur- just confirms to me that it's time for me to move on because there's nothing that he could do to help me advance. Right. Or Absolutely. I already know because if I'm getting interviews for director's positions and they're having hard times with making a decision, um, it's time for me to go. Like, yeah. that's the bottom line. Yeah. And so I've just been, you know, cooling, assessing, um, looking what uh, is available for me to apply to and submitting applications. I submitted like five uh-huh. um, this past week. So I was just doing that, you know, chilling, mm-hmm. getting my life together. So that's what's going on. Yes. Yes. Progression. Advancement. Yes. Alignment. Alignment. (laughs) It's gonna come. It's already on its way because you already put it out in the universe and the perfect gig is already on its way to you. So just be ready for when it comes. Well, that's what's up. I'm glad everybody's having a great week. I am looking forward to having another amazing week this week. Um, but let's move right over to our shout out segment. Um, Black, brilliant, and beautiful. Um, you have any shout outs this week? I want to shout out seriously because I was um, I just read something. It was it was so interesting to me, you all, and I, I had no context for this. But y'all know the um, the song Kumbaya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was reading that that actually originated from the Gullah Geechee community and that they were finally uh-huh. accredited with the song Kumbaya. Mm-hmm. And so for the longest, I in my mind, I was just like, I never knew that, that it had black origins. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, as right. far as something as so universal as Kumbaya. And the most people that I be hearing singing Kumbaya, they white. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So in my mm-hmm. mind, I would have never thought about that. You know? Right, and right. And so it, it was just something really, you know, really powerful for me to see because it's, it's like, I don't know if they had been trying to fight to get the right for the um the rights of that song and, and what that means and so it's it was just amazing so shout out to the Gullah Geechee community um for that um and their negro spirituals that they you know put out there and the foundation for that so thank all of those thank all of those types of spiritual connections and thank the community for being recognized for that so 
for sure, for sure. I want to shout out, um, and this might sound so like cliche or corny or whatever, but the Central Park Five, like after oh, watching yes. that show on Netflix, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely see it. Mm-hmm. Um, when they what see is us. it called? When they see mm-hmm. us. If you have not seen it, I definitely recommend it. I definitely recommend Bracing Yourself. Yes. It's a what, four part series? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, just just take your time. Definitely take breaks if you feel like you need to. I personally need to go back yeah. and watch it again. But I want to shout those men out for just the trauma that they've endured, yes. you know? Yes. And still trying to, from what it appears to be still trying to be positive mm-hmm. and just starting their lives over, you know, yes. like when you mm-hmm. think of somebody that young going through what they're going through, it's just like, you pray they can come back on top, you know, but there's so many other young men and women who are put in situations and you don't know how it ends for them. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, Cause you just know based off this story, you know, they've been doing that shit for years. You know what I'm saying? They weren't new right. to the shit that they pulled on these boys. They, they've done this shit before, you know? So you just think of all the other victims, all the, all the other innocent men who have lost their whole lives in the prison system over some shit they have not done. Right, right. Or just outrageous, yes, they did a crime, but outrageous punishment. You know, like, mm-hmm. ugh. So I just, I'm I'm shouting those young men out because I just can't even imagine. Yes. For... And the people out there who want, who are out here telling these stories um, because we all need to hear it. Yes. I just don't think I knew it was as bad as this. No, yeah. I watched a documentary about it um, a while back. Oh, there's a documentary? mm -hmm. I definitely may catch that. Yeah, it was a documentary. I can't remember if I caught it, if it was on Netflix or or what it was on, but I I, I watched Mm -hmm. it, I think it was last year. Um, And I was just like, appalled at like how the how they treated them you know what i'm saying yes. and what they did with their parents you know what i'm saying not being present no not having no representation that right there alone because yes. if you think of it that was the only thing that was the, that that was the only way they were able to get yes, them and to say anything yeah they you literally to, broke them incarcerated mm-hmm. you know that was the part that sealed their fate yeah they coerced them. And the fact that they had money. them for hours, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they said 40-something hours. Mm-hmm. 40 hours? Yeah. 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 It mm. was like two, almost over two days, if not two days. And you would think that that would be against the law. Like, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, minor, 14 right. to 16-year-old kid. Yes. Like, yes. and wow. the 16-year-old, they charged them as adults. Can you fucking imagine? It just pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Really, it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off that they can get away with shit like that. Give us our fucking reparations. I just want our <laughs> right. reparations. No, facts. Like, give, you know, like, my ancestors can't reap the benefits, but we are. So right. let's just give Big us the money. Facts. Big facts. Let's just start. And the land, take we the land. control. <laughs> yes. You hear me? And the land. And change these me? fucking policies and laws. Cause... still want my four acres and I want the mule too just yes, give me the mule yes <laughs> I'm well, the mule and give it to me ain't that it. It, 
it pisses me off when you watch it. It pisses you off. No, it does. And it it's does. like if you they call black women aggressive and loud, and it's like this is the reason why. This is why we gotta be like this mm-hmm. because you're doing this to our kids, mm-hmm. kids. Right. And then treating kids. them like they adults, but then it's the second that it's one of yours. Oh, uh, stop! They twenty seven. Oh, they have just their a whole child. life. Yeah, and, and Trump and the fact that Trump was behind this shit too. Mm. I think he was the one that was pushing for the death penalty mm. for these boys. Mess. When you watch mess. it, y'all like, and I would. I'm curious, like, to see the. Um, we have to, yeah, we're gonna have to uh, we'll have, have a to conversation about, about it. Yeah. I will go. We're definitely gonna have to table this. Yes, because I got questions. Yes, for sure. And answers and responses. <laughs> and answers and responses. <laughs> but yes, that's my black excellence. All, all the young black men out there who have been trapped up in the system. Mm. Like I'm sorry, and you are magic. And for the young boys who haven't been through that this is what we're trying to keep you from if your mom is breathing down your fucking neck this is why because shit like this happened yes real talk real talk that's a good one friend um i want to shout out on a much lighter note the fact that it is june and it is pride month Mm -hmm. so i would like to shout that out yes it is yes it is so happy pride month to all of the lgbtqia uh individuals around you know make sure that you are celebrating and waving your rainbow flags um (laughs) proud you know and go and enjoy and celebrate in the festivities you know meet be some new safe. people be safe yeah have some fun you know but definitely be safe um out there and just enjoy yourself do some research and get to know the history of our community and just really go out there and just have a good time and celebrate in your humanness and in, in our humanness because mm-hmm. you know like i said we this life is a, it's a rainbow it's not black and white it's it's, it's all of, it's all a rainbow so definitely shout out to that and then i also want to shout out today is my niece's birthday so shout out to cherish happy birthday beautiful so i just wanted to shout you out and uh i mean i know you probably won't listen to this episode because you're way too young but i still <laughs> wanted to make it known that it is your birthday and i wanted to give you your flowers so yes. so yeah. But um, okay. That now we are going to go over to our main topic segment, the vents. Yes. Michael, take it away. Yes. So this week we have a very, very special episode for you all. Welcome, the cast of Welcome Bro Podcast. We were invited to do a collaboration and be on the show of the Injection, which is a podcast that is comprised of weekly circulating guests that take topics from social media like different articles different videos and just bring it to life in the realest way possible so it was really uh nice to be able to be on that and this a sidebar i actually am the producer of the ejection podcast so i was really happy yes yes and came together to produce a very much needed informative critical discussion so definitely, definitely. 
Yes, please enjoy. <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome to The Injection. My name is Antoine J with my producer, Michael J. What's going on, everybody? And today for episode 10, I'm so happy to have the cast of Woke and Broke. What up? Broken Broke was the first show that I was ever on that gave me a chance to actually see what it was about being on a podcast. And Aww. I was bit <laughs> by the bug. And that's actually what brought you know us here today. Um so we have Danny and hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and we also have Josh, and I'm gonna let them speak a little bit. I'll start with Danny since ladies go first. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a mommy first of a beautiful little three-month-old. She's just getting so big. I teach um, fifth grade now. It's new. Fifth grade science. I am a grad student of urban education at Langston University. And that's it. I am a blast, too. So I, yes, down, I, so I love a good cocktail. It is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just nice. So, and I'm I'm off, so it's summertime, and I'm just relaxing and reflecting. Ain't that it? And enjoy my baby. Mm. <laughs> All right, Josh. So, what's up with you? Um, well, my name is Joshua Warren. I am an assistant director of a senior living community. I um, have my master's in healthcare administration from Oklahoma State University, where I also received my bachelor's in zoology pre-med. Um, yes. I am a life coach. I am a podcaster. Yes. I am a spiritual um advisor i'm a friend i'm a lover i am black man what 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 more can you say i didn't know we was yeah. pulling out the whole portfolio he said 15 to 30 seconds about me so yes. oh, that was your platform that was yeah. your moment <laughs> no, nah, but I'm just like really cool, like really cool person to talk to. You know, I'm the friend that everybody can come to whenever they need encouragement, whenever they need vision, whenever they just want to talk and just get things off their chest. That's the guy. That's the guy that I am. And he's a fellow cancer, everybody. So, Absolutely. You know, he goes deep. We go yes. deep. I often say, Josh, we're in touch with our emotions. Yes. yes. Because we're in touch with our emotions, we can help others get in touch with theirs. Yes. And that is what I often We like to clean shit up, too. We like to help you clean shit up. We can help do you that. clean it up. Yeah. We can also help you mess it up. Depends that, too. It, it depends on what you're trying to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fact. That's so, right. So, y'all, Ooh. we're going to jump in today. Um, Jump right in with... um this week's hot topics author uh there's a car there's a cartoon out there for those of you who don't know um author is danny you can help me with that to fill in the holes because i'm not really clear on who author is Ooh, mm. it's okay because yes, i was gonna chime in and be like author was the now, let me, now let me be clear my <laughs> post this week wasn't necessarily about author specifically the post was more along the lines because alabama has decided that they no longer that they, they weren't going to show the author episode where he married his partner, a male, on their PBS channel. And I was posting more along the lines of America needs to get comfortable 
but seeing imagery yes. of gay yes. couples. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not early, so much early, what I talk so about when Alabama they're older, absolutely. and them not showing it. I was throwing law along the lines of, you know, you have to get comfortable seeing it. And then we mm-hmm. got a lot um, of feedback, y'all. Um, some people for it, but surprisingly, you all would be, once you start having these deeper conversations on Facebook, Danita Don Blunt, and Corey Blunt, um, <laughs> you start realizing that individuals are having a real issue with the visibility of gay. And I want to I want to shoot this to you, Danny, since you're in the thick of this with kids who would definitely be um, into Arthur. What are you? What are your takes on? Jay, because my kids, you, wait a minute. Wait. Now, and, and it's a two-part question, and, I, and, and the two parts are. Is he shading me? Uh, no, 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 no. My no, kids no. don't what, watch what Arthur. What you see in the classroom, Danny, with individuals, one, being accepting of parents of kids who have, you know, same-sex parents, and two, with kids that are, who might be already identifying as trans or gay. So it's like a two-part question. First, my first, again, the first part being, how are kids being received with two parents? Um, they're not. I mean, I mean, they are. Okay. Uh, well, nobody. The, these kids, child, we're not even talking about parents. Like, okay, we okay. are, but some of my kids are very. They're not. You don't see. I feel like growing up when I was younger, um, but I lived in a small town. You would mm-hmm. see other people's parents. Even at elementary school. Right. Now it's not the case. Parents aren't showing up. Mm-hmm. So a lot of kids don't even see that, oh, I've never met those Israel's parents or, you know, or whatever. So they don't even know a lot of the times. Interesting. That, okay. And I did have a student in my class with two moms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, cool as fuck. When I'm trying to braid my hair smooth. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean? it down. It it's not even like you know, it, it, he feels comfortable my student feel comfortable so I mean I, I think it's important I really do because yes this is my school but there's other schools where um, maybe their parents want to be more involved with their mm-hmm. students so they will have a presence other <laughs> children need to know that this is their family that's the norm whether right, they like it right. or not you need to respect that they're a part of the space Right. Right. If it's a problem, don't show up. But if you have parents, you know, interacting or whatever the case may be, other kids need to know that that's not every family looks the same. Every family's different. And how about for your kids um, who are definitely showing maybe some gender difference or some sexual identity difference already? Are you seeing that? And if you are, are you seeing that the other kids are? singling them out what's happening with that well um and i think for that reason amongst other reasons i think you know random reasons um students aren't allowed to really uh show their personality with their clothing Mm. interesting Um, they have to wear a uniform Mm -hmm. and so um you'll have a girl where i mean what would how would you dress like a boy you know a lot of them are like tomboyish or whatever not just to use that example mm-hmm. but I don't I haven't seen it honestly okay. um, you do have girls who may be more 
masculine or you know but you I don't assume I'm not in a business mm-hmm. right. and this may change when I was in third grade so this may change once I get to middle school so maybe we'll have to retable this once I get into that classroom setting and mm. with middle schoolers and their approach to their sexuality I think they'll be a lot more open to discussing that but with third graders they're still so young they're still figuring like, themselves out and looking their knees like you know right. <laughs> so Josh what do you think flies. I mean what what's, what's your take on Arthur and Alabama not allowing the show and just the fact that what we're really finding is that individuals say that they, and this is another thing um, going mm-hmm. back to Danita Don Blunt and Corey Blunt you know people say that they're they're tolerant but in actuality, they don't want to really see gay. Mm-mm. They really Mm-mm. don't. They really Mm-mm. don't want the visibility. They really don't want the imagery. What do you, what's your take on that, Josh? My, well, I mean, it's just really my, my opinion is just that they don't. They're scared to see difference. You yeah. know, any they're afraid of anything that's different than the norm, the traditional. You know what they're used to seeing or what they think that is appropriate or whatever. And so if it's not in alignment with whatever they feel is acceptable, they want to block it, you know, but what they fail to understand is that when you do that, not only are you hindering the development of those children, but you're hindering the individual in the long run overall you know what i'm saying so when the individual becomes an adult and they do have to interact with these people you know then they have you have other issues that will come around that that will come around you know Mm -hmm. whether it be discrimination or abuse or confusion or whatever you know whereas if you just introduce it to them when they're young then they get to start making those conscious decisions on do I identify with this? Do I not identify this? Do I respect it? Do I not respect it? What are my thoughts around it? What are my feelings around it? And then just kind of go along with it from there. So, I mean, I think it shouldn't be more, it should be less of them trying to mute out different, you know, backgrounds of people and, and, and whatnot and just allow people to be who they are, allow people to be what they are. And then just talk to their children and say, okay, you know, this is different. This just shows the differences in in people nowadays or differences in people overall. Um, It's not saying that you have to be one particular way, you know, but life is a rainbow. Life is not just black and white. And, you know, that's the, the, and the thing about that, Josh, and, and, you know, I've had, I had this conversation on the thread. Like, you, it's two, I think as a parent, there's two different ways to look at this. And it's one you can be the 40-plus-year-old fart who is just, I grew up thinking that gay was wrong. I don't see gay. Mm-hmm. Gay, I, I'm just not in the, I'm just not in agreement with it. That's one thing. But are you going to be the change agent to not transfer that to your child and keep the cycle? Right. right. That's yeah. the question. Are you mature enough and can you handle, oh, Because that's I what it comes gay. down to. But when it comes up to speaking with my child about being gay, am I going to be objective? I mean, am I going to be, you know, more open subjective about the situation. Will I allow right. my child to make their own decisions around what this means and I'll just draw back? Right. You know, Michael J, what do you think about it? Do you think that most people are are people the average straight person in the world, the average mainstream straight person, can they reach that level of consciousness, that level of maturity where they can actually do that? I think anything is possible. On balance, do I think the average straight person is being that progressive? Hell no. 
I don't. I think they're very much struggling with the idea of separating their feelings from what their children could be uh, learning on their own or come up to an understanding with on their own. I think the progressive heterosexual parent is going to be the one that's going to, of course, still hold their beliefs, but they're not going to shove it down their children's throats. Mm -hmm. But then you have other issues, too, because, of course, kids want to make their parents proud. So if they're growing mm -hmm. up in a household where the norm is to be uh, bigots, sexists, you know, homophobes or whatever the case may be, um, they're going to naturally be, revolve around that. I'm not saying that the child can't come to a level of consciousness to be able to make their own decision and say, you know what, A, actually that's wrong. And um, here's why. And these are the reasons that I've concluded on my own. And I, I don't feel the same way, dad, or I don't, I don't have the same views, mom. You know, I mean, at the point where the child is challenging the parents' belief systems, how is that going to look? Is that go is love and understanding going to outweigh that, that difference in opinion based on lived experience? And so do people have the capacity to? I, very, I think they do. But are they going to challenge themselves to that extent? I, can, I really cannot speak on that. I mean, it's going to take a lot of support, a lot of resources, different um, avenues to help families who are traditionally uh, straight families to be able to get to that level, honestly. Mm. People don't like and, to be uncomfortable. And yeah, that's, right. that's the sad part. Right, that's the sad part. Because that's where growth is. Like, growth is in that uncomfortability. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's... But people don't allow themselves to feel that uncomfort. And so it's like, if you just allow yourself to feel that and go through that, once you get to the other side, then you'll see, you know, the growth and development that you'll be able to to come to grow into you right. know but it's like you just say oh my god i don't like that it feels weird i don't like it it's weird it's different and so you put a you know a stop to it and then growth never happens so you're hindering yourself and not only are you hindering you but you're also hindering the next generation so you're right. really doing more harm than good you know right and you know for people like mike bowman um <laughs> who is another person <laughs> is very active on the injection um, radar, they still are stuck in that 1930s, 1940s. I, well, actually, this idea kind of revolves um, or kind of, come, come, kind of comes around with every generation that this is all about recruitment of, of being a gay individual. Like, mm -hmm. these shows are actually recruiting the, the next generation, the new troops. And as he has stated, or, you know, back in the day, that wasn't the case, but now with social media and all that kind of stuff, you know, we're kind of in a we're in a situation where people are being shown gay instead of realizing it that they were born that way. They're mm -hmm. actually being guided towards being gay, and that's another thing that I think. Again, with each generation, we kind of renew that same argument. Comes in different clothes, comes in different um, looking a different way, but at the end of the day, it's the same argument. You know, we, that people are being recruited to be gay at five or six years old. And that's just not even the case. Like, mm -hmm. you know. First of all, that would be too much work. <laughs> right. That's just too goddamn much work. I mean, just to be real. I think the average child actually, especially growing up in a more rural place, like, you know, I know you teach in Danny or whatever. They're actually probably more exposed to gayness from their straight parents than they are from anybody gay. Ooh. You know? Ooh. That's a whole right. other topic, see? Mm, you right. see the rent on a whole other topic. <laughs> mm. But that's the reality of it. 
the first understanding of gay comes from their straight parents. Mm. They don't have they don't have gay people actively in their communities, just like Danny said. You know, they, she doesn't even have gay parents coming up to the school and being really involved in or anything. Right. You know, those those images are not coming into the average five or seven year olds. On purview, so mm-hmm. right, hockey. That's real as fuck because there was no gay. Uh, trust me, there was no gay around me. <laughs> I was born in the church practically, so oh, right. There that's was true. no gay around me. My mama made it her business to make sure that I was in a very, very straightforward environment, and I'm mm-hmm. still gay as fuck. It just happens. I know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. It just is what it is. Like, you can't, you can't, there's no way you can protect a, per, a child from it. If you are that way, you are that way. That's just who you are. And I had right. to just tell my parents that it's like, it ain't nothing that you did. Didn't nobody touch me. Didn't nobody do nothing. Right. God made me this way and this is who I am. Don't try to think that it became that way because of some circumstance. That's right. not the case. You know what I mean? Like, it's not Everybody from some ex- outside Everybody source. to hear your story. How did yeah. it happen? Like what? And I think that's a very heteronormative way of thinking. Like mm-hmm. because of the fact that you're supposed to be straight, and I know you really, really are. Because that's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You really are straight. Yeah, you, know you straight. I mean? You really well, want to girl. Playing. Quit playing in these mm-hmm. streets. Yeah, what happened to you that mm-hmm. that made you switch? Because I know, really, I still know deep down inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm still holding out for you. I'm still holding out. Right. I don't know you or your mother at all, Josh, but I bet you there's a little piece in her somewhere that's like, you know, Josh Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sure. She talked to me all the time. Even like when we went home, we, me and my boyfriend, we was, uh, we went home to Oklahoma like a few weekends ago. And she was like, I I called her and I was like, I I, I was getting ready to tell her something. And she's like, oh, I thought you was going to say that you was bringing a woman home. What made you think that that I said you need to just get over it, get over it because it's done. About it is the eclipse of Jamel is what the problem, right? You know, because he he might not even know about that conversation with you and your mom, but in Mm -hmm. actuality, that's what she really wants to see. Mm -hmm. And Jamel, he's I know he's gonna listen to the show, we love you, and I'm sure his mother, I'm Josh's mother, loves you too. Mm -hmm. But the reality is. There's something within her that still wants to see him with a woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's not about you. It's just about, I guess, the the, I, the visual that she has of her child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she, yeah. people got to get over themselves. That's the right. main They thing. have to get over themselves. You got to get over yeah. themselves. They need to get over themselves. Because mm-hmm. it ain't about okay. you. <laughs> All right, y'all. So moving right along. That was a good. That was a good segment, by the mm-hmm. way. Sure, we're gonna hear some about that. <laughs> we, we're gonna talk about being okay to be white. Oh. <coughs> is it okay to be white? And if it's okay to be white, is it okay to wear a shirt saying that it's okay to be white? <laughs> That's the question. Michael J., I'm going to go straight to you with this one. Well, Antoine, you know, speaking specifically <laughs> about that shirt and the slogan and the Wait, slogan and, and the political ramifications. Like, we went back Wait. and forth on this, listening. Like, me and Michael oh, on this went back and forth first, and I think that brought other people in. Because it ended up getting like a hundred comments or whatever. <laughs> but um like go ahead, I'll let you see. Go ahead. So I mean, you know, based on the history of this country, um, tracing it back all the way to American chattel slavery, we'll start there and all of the contributions that I, no, let me retract, not contributions, all of 
the instances and just horrific things that white people have done in this country regarding people of color, especially black bodies, I absolutely don't think it's okay to be white on that premise. Now, if you're one, wanting to include people's rights to wear things and all that other type of jizz, yeah, yeah, you know what? That's fine. Yeah, you should be able to wear the shirt. However, my firm stance is that if you are white, walking around with a shirt that says it's okay to be white, should you be approached by someone questioning that belief? You need to be able to articulate and defend yourself mm-hmm. against that. Yeah. If you're going to come mm-hmm. across a people or one person who might feel very strongly about that slogan. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you believe, be able to defend it. And whatever <laughs> happens after that, you know, that's on you. You know, so, I'm, I'm going to hear from I'm going to hear from Danny and Josh before I chime in. Um, I just think it's just wham, wham, wham. Like, <laughs> we know that not all white people are bad. Whoever made this shirt, you're just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the people who are just boosting it to be, you know, like, to be bigots, you know. Trolling. You know, like, mm. all, we all got this shirt, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. Like, um, see, okay. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I would say... First of all, and I mean this in the most humble of ways, what we need to identify exactly what whiteness is. First of all, (laughs) what is the culture of whiteness before you just say it's okay to be white? Because what the world sees as whiteness versus what white people see as whiteness is two totally different things, mm-hmm. you know. That is people, true, and that's it, what. I, who is this shirt for? It's for right. Like, it's for y'all. Each other, it's okay to be white, right? Okay. And, not, and nobody's you saying that. White. I mean, as far as your your skin pigment, of course, absolutely, it's okay to be right. white. You know, it. Nobody can can uh can say what your skin tone is is. You know what I mean? And nobody that that's not that is not your fault you know what i'm saying you're born the way that you're born and you should be proud of what your your skin you know because it's yours but you need to understand whiteness within itself is a whole other thing you know what i mean so if you don't understand what whiteness is and the culture of whiteness and everything that's tied to it Right. And all of the blood, well, but see, and this and is things what, that are you know tied into it. Then that that's that's then when you have to start, you know, digging a little deeper and doing you know really un uncovering some of the stuff that's gone down in history. You know what I mean? And so, this is where I pick. Yeah, up, I, this is where I pick up at so, Josh because I I personally am a fan of the <laughs> it's okay to be white shirt, and I'm going to tell you why. <clears throat> I I do not have a problem with it because. I want you to be visible if your line of thinking that is that being white is something to be proud of. I think um, that type of individual needs to be shown and I need to be able to see who they are just as much as they need to be want to show who they are. So I guess I take it more of like from a from a informational standpoint that if you feel that whiteness or being white is to be held in regard, I want to know that you are the type of white person who wants to see that. I, I, I can the argument to almost like the monuments that are that are erected in the South right now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, oh, they should be taken down. 
And again, I'm kind of counter to that argument. I'm like, well, I think they should stay in because of the fact that I think that we should always have a point of reference in history to show that these monuments went up. Why did they go up? Where did they go up? Who put them up? What was the reason? I think oh, the conversation needs to be yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I think once and we add start, more of us up, how about that? Right. When we start taking stuff down when we when we start denying white people the right to wear their shirts for white pride and white supremacy. When we start taking away those images, we're taking away a lot of the conversation that we could be having that we need to have. Right. And so that's the reason why I'm okay with the it's okay to be white shirt. And then when the KKK come out. <laughs> 50 years later, we're thinking, oh, what? I didn't know they were still there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. They've been in hiding this whole time. Right. No, the reality is the environment has been so hostile to them because at the end of the day, you know what? If you are white and you are proud to be white, you can live your life and I can just live my life as well from afar knowing how you live your life. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I I think, just to be clear, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that there is, as long as you understand what whiteness is, you know what I'm saying? And you understand what is tied to whiteness and all of that, then that's perfectly fine. And also, as long as you're stating that it's okay to be white, you know, in an effort to say that we can live in unity together, not saying that Mm. somebody is more superior than somebody else, then that's perfectly fine. Because I think that's the disconnect between, you know, you know, having pride within your own skin or within your own race or background, cultural background, ethnicity, whatever. I think people get it confused and and think that like when you say I'm proud to be black or I'm proud to be white or whatever, the thing you're saying, I'm better than X. And that's not necessarily the case. As long as you are able to identify that and understand that, you know, that you can be proud of yourself and your culture and your background and your identity without saying that it's better than everybody else, then, mm-hmm. I mean, then we can actually, so you, you know, go for it. Josh, we went through this with um, a few weeks ago, maybe last week. I can't remember if it was last show or the one before. Um, but we went through this with the Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. It was last, and it was like it wasn't last week, but it was the last show we taped. Um, yeah, the last show. Do you think the Confederate flag is a sign of being proud of being white? Um, or is that more of a sign of the Confederacy and a sign of as the white people, Kevin Bowman, love you very much, Southern heritage? That's I think the Confederacy. I mean, I, because do all white people? Um, see the Confederate flag as a symbol of whiteness. You know what I'm saying? Like, or a Does, symbol. Do they? That's, that, a that's the question. I always ask myself. That's the question because I mean I don't know that all all white people see the Confederate well, flag. Not all as... white people, but all white people who are race are race superior see it. That would be the way I would frame that. So, like, so all, all are you saying all white people who are racist? Basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I don't want to say racist. Well, I mean, because, I mean you, but you have to call a spade a spade. <laughs> like, well, you, know what I mean? you, you do. Call, you do. You got to call a spade a spade. call a spade a spade. Yeah. It's racist, right? I mean, there's no way you can get around it. Right. Now, if so you say saying... racist in the South identify, and I guess that's the best way to frame it, the Confederate flag as the display of being proud of whiteness. Mm-hmm. They say being the proud of Southern heritage. Quote, but unquote. that's not Southern heritage for who? White people? 
for white that's racists? That's my question. Like, I'm, you know, you know, I'm like, uh, and maybe we need a white person on the show today. That probably would have just right. And, and that because like, I'm 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 not from the south. I mean, because technically Oklahoma is Midwest or whatever. Yeah. But but I mean, te- that's but, close. And but te- let's be clear though, Oklahoma, Kansas, those places, they, y'all do have that Confederate flag right. yeah. and be waving you know, and be waving. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. My point is that, like, because people identify with that in that area, I don't think that, you know what I mean, that that is a, a, something that is Southern heritage. Like, you know what I mean? Because I, now Southern <laughs> I white think they supremacy. Know. I think they know. They know absolutely what it is. They I know think they know. Well, I think wait, they wait, had wait, a meeting wait, 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 and they wait, said if they ask, you just say feel. it's for Southern think- heritage. <laughs> But so what what are you all saying to the black people who are supporting the Confederate flag and raving and waving that proud they don't know. like this is a sign well, of they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Right? Would you this say that they're kind of brainwashed? Yeah, they don't know. And you know what? And on the post and stuff, a lot of people do point to that. You know, they have and like, I hate that they point Jones. to that. It's a weak argument. They they that all the time. You know, you have black people who love the Confederate flag. First of all, it's not they that unclear. many black people that And we also used to be Republicans. So I'm sure it was I mean if their family is fighting, having to fight for the Confederates, I'm sure it's some sort of ties you know? to it, yeah. Right. But they're like, just but they're unclear with the reality. Yeah. It. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> right. You know? So the que- so so the question becomes the Confederate flag is a symbol. It's okay to be white written on a shirt, it's actual direct verbiage. Mm-hmm. Are they the same? I guess is the real big question. You know, it depends on. No, I feel like it depends on the source, like where it comes from. It depends on the source. Like we know the source of the Confederate flag. We know what was meant when it was created. We know what the background and the history of it is. So when it is waved, we know what it is. I don't care what anybody says. Y'all can keep saying what y'all say, but it (laughs) is what it is. Let's call a spade a spade. Stop trying to dress it up and make it what it's not. Sorry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But when it comes to these shirts, if you, if the source is saying that we're just wanting to show, you know, that it's okay to be white, you know, because we aren't our ancestors. We didn't do all of these things that these people did. You know, we want to start Uh, from here and move forward. You know, I mean, that. but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it depends on the source. You know what I'm saying? It depends but, you know, on what it was created that actually for. Think that way. The people that actually feel like, you know, we aren't our ancestors. We in this fight <clears throat> with y'all, calling after shit. They still wouldn't wear no shit like that. No, because they don't need to. <laughs> they weren't the shit we were. High key, <laughs> right? High key, high key. And I, I think the the bottom line is, it's okay. It is okay. It's it's always gonna be okay to be white. For you sure. probably don't really have to wear a shirt to say it. No. Right. However, if you want to, if you need to feel, for lack of a better way to put it, equalized, because right. black people get to wear, we're black all day and we're glad to be that way. If sir. you feel left out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, that's another If you want to be a part of the for party. For a lot of white people, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, if they don't have access and they can't experience the same things, it's a problem for them. Mm-hmm. So if you need to have that. So you can just have it, then go ahead with it. But I think Michael has a good point when he says be able to defend it. Although, I must say, Michael, um, and you can speak to this real quick before we move to the next segment. I Just like I don't expect all black people to be able to articulate the thoughts behind the reason why they would wear a It's Okay to Be Black shirt. I don't know if it's fair to, to hold white people accountable for being able to go into a 
a, a high level dialogue with you about why. It's <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So, let me let me also be clear. Since... We have to be fair. Go ahead, Mike. Okay, we can be very fair, and I can um you know say something right now that everybody should be able to understand. To your question that you said is the Confederate flag and the slogan on the white shirt, it's okay to be white. Are they the same? There are different sides to it. At the end of the day, it's the side over here. And at the end of the day, there's a side over there. Let me do something very simple. I'm pretty sure if we drew up a Venn diagram with both of those Venn on each side, standing. we would see where yeah, they Yeah, he's taking us to the whole other level. Right. No, people are like, it's not even high level. Like, this is pretty elementary. A Venn diagram. You draw a circle. And you draw another circle, <laughs> and then you put things that each one of those represents, and you yes. have in the middle. And so, yes, there is an intersection. So, when we're talking about what the the usage of it is, you have extreme groups in the middle who can who would support both, and that's yeah. just the bottom line. So, it doesn't necessarily have to be a high level conversation at all. They just need to be able to talk about why they believe in and support what the fuck is on their chest. <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to wear some shit, you should be ready to defend it anyway. Yeah. That's just like a tattoo. Well, you know That's just and, like a Danny, tattoo. I'm going to throw this last question at you. What about, the, what about our black brothers and sisters? And I'm not condemning them at all. But what about the many of us that, that wear stuff like that but really can't articulate the meaning? If somebody white were to ask them, why do you think that shirt is okay? They would probably get more aggressive quote unquote I'm using that in a more general sense because I don't know I don't right, know we get aggressive right. we get expressive passionate but you know they will get passionate that's a that's a cover of word too for HR but we'll just go ahead and get <clears throat> passionate um, why you know and they will probably get more passionate as opposed to being able to explain it. Should we hold them accountable for being able to explain it? Sure. Okay. But I mean I don't we don't we hold them accountable wear, and this goes for anybody. If okay. you're going to wear something, know what you're wearing. Okay. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Hell. I feel like we do get held accountable for what we wear okay. all the time. Like it's, right. we did it in high school. I, I can remember. Didn't we have a show on there, friend? Like, uh-huh. because you was talking about your Genesis shirt and how you wasn't able to wear your Genesis shirt. Oh, um, you weren't able to wear Genesis shirt in high school? Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, I wasn't allowed to. Like wow. this the same it, well, situation. granted, it did have a noose at the bottom of the shirt, but <laughs> well, I mean, um, okay. that was probably it. But, but still, they like weren't, they weren't checking for that part. They really weren't. The representation no. of the shirt, <laughs> like it, things matter. Like things that you <laughs> right, wear matters. Right. Everything has a story. Everything has some form of representation, which is why I said, as long as it the source. If the shirt comes from a particular source and the source means well, and it's being you're able to articulate that same source, what that source meant, then you should be fine. Like it shouldn't be a problem. It doesn't even have to be as complicated. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because honestly, if you're not if you're not a priority in my life, and I really don't care, I'm not gonna ask. If I see some ignorance on your shirt, I'm not even gonna right. Right. My energy to ask you anyway. But some people may try your ass. Just but like Michael said, be probably be ready. prepared. If not, if you be ready. ready. Stay on ready. Be vigilant. Maybe you can say, fight, me. Maybe right. say fight me. I'm not gonna explain myself. Just fight me. You stay ready. You don't gotta get ready. ready. That was about high school, y'all. That was actually a good. Or that I'm stretching out that segue, and I'm saying that's a good segue because the next and the next thing on the top topics list is about what's happening in schools with bullying. Two particular situations, two different angles um, came out 
this week in um, social media. One was the teen boy who passed around a sex tape to his fellow high school students and ultimately got put in jail, charged, put in for pornography, for child pornography, because the little girl, the girl was 14, although it was a consensual situation. And also has a register on the sex offender list for 25 years. People were on both sides of that. Um, Daniel, since we were talking about you, as a female in school, or just being a teacher actually in school, what do you think about this situation? And do you think this is justified for a 17, 18-year-old boy to be put in jail for, for six months it looks like, and then 25 years on the sex offender registry for actually having consensual relations with someone of his of his own school um, experience. I think this situation is sad for this young man and for this girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder if, no shade, but I was honestly wondering if she was white or not because I think that would have made a difference right. we didn't get that in this whole situation as well. You know. Uh, I don't. I'm gonna stretch and say she wasn't white because I think if she was white, he wouldn't have got six months. He would have got sixty months, or he would have got hundred months. You know, so true. So true. But I just find the way to kind of just tag him and put him out there like that made me think it was probably like somebody white. But I mean, no matter who it is, his ass shouldn't have been. his ass shouldn't have been posting no damn sex videos, you know? Like, we we know that these kids are out here doing the most. They think they're grown. They're mm-hmm. doing sexual shit like they're grown, and it's he's paying for that, and that's what's so sad, and I read that he's being raised by his single father. Mm. So he's already in the heart even more, like, you mm-hmm. got a good daddy. I'm sure it said he was an athlete. He mm-hmm. was an honor student. No. Is that what it said? Uh, I don't. I didn't read honor student, but he was definitely. Ooh, I stretched that part. Okay, he might have been a, a C student. Still, C's get degrees. Because right. like, I sure got one. C's okay. play on the team. Um, but now his life is not over. But it's it's he's gonna it's gonna be a tough life for him. Only because when you think of that domino effect, like. Um, he has to register as a sex offender. Is he allowed to go to? Is he? Uh, was it a felony charge? Um, yeah, he's. I, I, and I don't think it's any. You know how sometimes they have those um, those extensions that if you know you don't get in trouble for the next five years, you know, we'll expunge your record. But see, because of the fact that it's overlaid with the twenty-five years on the sex offender registry, it really doesn't matter when they put right. background. It's gonna, even if they expunge the charge, the sex offender registry is going to come up and it's still going to be a question. Mm-hmm. Why are you on the sex offender registry? Right. You know, as a system exactly. director. Um, because even if you just say, like, he can go to school because as a felon, he can't get federal aid. Mm-hmm. So his right. single father is going to have to pay for him to go into school. And even with a degree, like you said, they're going to pull his record and say, why are you listed as a sex offender? You can't work nowhere. There's so many places that are near a school or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, oh, they just they... don't want to creep working for them. How about that? Like, right. it could be out in the most remotest place ever. Mm-hmm. But you want to say, what did you do? Like, you know, what, what the fuck did you do? And, right. and I want right. to know. Like, oh, I had sex with this girl and 
let all my friends see it. Like, brother, fuck <laughs> up. Right. So, and, and this goes to show, like, as black parents, we've got to talk to our kids because mm-hmm. they will, they are not hesitating to lock them up. Mm-hmm. Or kill them. Time, or kill right. them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's sad, but it's like, we have to have these conversations. Yes. Like, they need to know this shit is happening. It may not seem like it's happening around here, but you can get some shit for being hot and passing sex tapes around. The fuck? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you know, and that, and that's the question. Damn. Because we have a we have a gentleman um that, that posted like Corey Blunt. He was actually on the um the show that you had a chance to listen to this morning, Danny. And um one of the he has five girls, four girls or something like that. But he has a lot Oh, of okay. Kids. Not Corey. What was the other guy's name? Uh, oh Corey Blunt. Right. Corey, okay, yeah. So he has a lot of kids. And so he, boys and girls. And he was like, Well, you know what? I can't put it all on the mail. She laid down for it. Like and I was so surprised. Well, and I agree. I mean, it is they both be yes. yes. mm-hmm. but his ass didn't need to be showing everything. No, he like, definitely shouldn't. That's mm-hmm. considered pornography. You yes. are in school. You are a minor, or you're not a minor. Technically, he's eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she could. She was probably what seventeen. Who knows? No, she was fourteen. That was oh. the problem. Mm. Even oh, though they were both in school, shit. he was like a senior. She was like a freshman. Oh, God. But, we, but, but we've all been to high school. And yeah. we've those relationships. Yeah, it happens. Right, so right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fresh me, they after on the young one. Yeah. You know, like. Right. And that's where it gets tricky, too. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, 18, you, I feel like you're still a child. Honestly. Like, really? I mean, yeah, but that's because, yeah. yeah, I mean, but that's because, like, We've grown and we have experienced life. You know what I mean? Right, right. right. And at, looking back at 18, you thought you was grown, but bitch, you wasn't. Oh, you knew it. Like, you know what I'm but saying? Isn't that the sad <laughs> part about it is that you think of those 18 year olds as just kids and they make mistakes that it make them end up in prison for the rest for of their lives? Yes. Right. Yeah. But well, all on, on the account. For the, for the rest of your life. At 18, yeah. 25 years is the rest of your it life, is. y'all. Yes. Y'all it remember is. being 18? It's like, yeah. Yeah, whole 25 years. Yeah, you'll be in your 40s. Right. You'll be in your 40s. You can't even go up to your child's school. You hear me? Mm-hmm. You got to oh, wait why you can't? You mm-hmm. got to wait at home. Yeah. So that means she won't be able, even though this was, even though this was adult activity, for lack of a better way to put it, involving children. He won't yeah. be able to. He'll be treated just like a child molester. Yeah, yeah. a sex offender is a sex yep. offender. Yep. And I know there's like some laws that they're trying to get to change that, but I haven't read up on that recently. But they were talking about this boy had to register as a sex offender for peeing outside. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like. Yeah, right. it's crazy. yeah, and hockey. Like, if you on that list, you on that list because we run. Yeah. Like in my job, we have to run that list for everybody that runs, uh, that comes through that door that applies for a job. And if you show up, we cannot hire you. We can't, wow. you know. So it's just it, it's sad. It doesn't matter like what it is. We don't even ask questions, honestly. Like it doesn't. We you don't even want to know the story behind. No, but it, and it's it's sad and because of something like that's like splitting hairs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he like mm-hmm. like I said, in my eyes, he's still a child. He you know, is still a child. Now, and just did something, you know, stupid. He just made a bad. And again, they stupid. don't know. It's and I think, yeah. media, and I, you know, they, they don't always themselves giving us leniency. I guess that was where the sentencing came in because he only got six months in jail um, for the offense. 
although they're making him be on the sex offender registry for 25 years. So I guess that was a trade-off. Mm-mm. Like, you no. know. But six months at They could have said. They six months in jail. Six months is six months of his right. life that he'll never get back. Yeah. Right. Right, and right. 25 years on a sex offender year, sex offender year, oh, sex yeah, offender list, that's a, no a doubt, sentence that's a sentence. as fuck. Like, you know right, what I mean? And that's like, going to be on your head. And you're not going to be able to, Danny's point, you're not even going to be able to get a job at a gas station good because it's two miles down the street from the school. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, and he can't get federal aid. And now they're really up on that. So you really won't get the aid. But y'all, let's also talk about, because it's a two-part to that, and it's the bullying that he did with the young girl showing the sex tape. But it's also the girl that killed herself in, in Brooklyn. If you mm-hmm. all got yeah, that broke my heart right there. Yes, mm-hmm. right. And so what had happened was she was she had transferred to a new school, listeners, and pretty much she um, had experienced a lot of body shaming and bullying in her new space. Ultimately, she reported it to the school. There was a lot going on, a back and forth about trying to get this girl on the right track. Ultimately, she was forced to have, according to the article and how it was worded, she was forced into a sex act by some of her bulliers, and that was the final straw that broke the camel's back. She left school, didn't report to the school. The school knew that she had left and went wherever, but she wasn't in the building. And during the school day while she should have been in school, she went home and jumped off the roof of her building at home. The parents are suing the school system because they feel that the school system was responsible for the situation because they didn't do enough to prevent it. And basically, thoughts on this was were all over the place. The question comes down to where does liability go? Does it go to the bulliers, which is the kids? Does it go to the school, which should have been more in tune to what was happening? Does it go to the parents, who should have done more, maybe even as far as taking their child out of the school before it got to the point where it was this bad. Um, again, we got another one of these school topics, so I have to go to you first. Everybody's getting the blame. Everybody's getting the blame. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's on everybody. It's on everybody. The teachers mm-hmm. need to be calling it out. Administration needs to be having the teachers back so that we can eliminate this behavior. Parents, step into the schools. Have, par- have conversations with these teachers, with administration, I'd be damned if somebody's gonna bull- bully Yara Ray and my mm-hmm. ass not show up. Mm-hmm. You I know, know that's your right. child. You know when they're going through some shit. I I won't fight a child. I'll find <laughs> some other kids to fight. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so or let me meet your mama so we yes. can have a conversation. Yes. But y'all, y'all. We, my baby's coming to get an education. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of shit y'all own. I don't know what kind of trauma you've exposed your child where they feel the need to come and take mine. Mm-hmm. But I got something for your ass. Mm-hmm. My, I, damn, my child's not going to be jumping off no bills. No. You hear me? Right. Okay. You so, hear me? Uh, okay, so. Get mad. Michael Jackson. No, for real. Yeah. Yes, Danny. This yeah. is what the injection is all about. We came in check a little bit. But see, in two parents, into your life. But then yes. two parents no, need to be feeding their children too to be like uplifting them and feeding them confidence and stuff so that yes. it don't matter what yes. these kids are saying to them. You know what I'm saying? And that if somebody do say something, they have that relationship to say, you know what, I'm telling my mother. Yes. Mama. I'm right. telling my because mother. Because if anybody's right. gonna ride for me, my mama is gonna ride for me. Facts. She's gonna right. And, I, and in this case, y'all, I mean, you know, with a civil case, 
the interesting thing is you can put percentage of liability on you know, on different groups, which is the reason why most of the time in the civil suit it's like ten people named because they're trying to figure out who got what percentage of liability. Right. I'm not going to say the school is 100 percent liable in this situation. I personally think, based on the uh, two articles I read on this, um, and they both one of them went a lot more deeper than the other. The parents bear some blame in this too. Like, yeah. if you know your child is being bullied to this extent, where well, you got to have her write sign into each class and every class the principal, because that's also happened, listeners. Like that was one of the things that happened. It got so bad and so intense that the, that she had to start writing. I'm signing in when she got to class and that type of thing. And, you know, the, it was, the school was supposed to be very communicated with the parents. But my thing is, pull your child out of that school is not the right one. Mm-hmm. If it's that bad, it's yeah. if it, yeah, what we're that's doing all true. that, and she's yeah. an honor student beforehand, pull her out. Because yeah. you have, I mean, you, you're, you're sending your child into the fire every day. So, you know, what do you think about that, Michael Jack? Honestly, I really think that, um, I, and I agree with you, Antoine, as far as, you know, being, I mean, not a parent, but just having enough understanding to assess whether or not I should be keeping my damn child in the school at that point. Anytime that my child, if I, you know, they're being attacked and bullied physically, verbally, mentally, whatever the case may be. If I address the institution and the institution does not have any comprehensive outreach plan to to change that behavior, to transform that environment, then I'm going to take it upon myself as a parent to remove my child from that situation. That's what I'm going to do. Me personally, as far as the percentage of accountability and who's accountable for what, I feel like everybody has a role. Don't get me wrong. But I think as a, as an institution, the school should bear the majority of their responsibility. Right. I really think so because of everything yeah. that went into place. Their process planning it's and problem solving skills mm-hmm. are sub fucking standard. Right. If they can't sit up here and put something into place to hold people accountable and teach people how to treat other people, these are students. I know where hell that this continues to go on unchecked in a school. And then it, she was pushed because to that commit is our suicide. Job. Mm-hmm. That was intense as fuck. And it shows mm-hmm. the lack of care and concern on the institution's part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm does pissed about that because when I read that, it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Does any liability go to the bullies? Do any? Do they? Do they hear? Do they have any brunt of this? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I just want to, we haven't really uh, talked about them because yeah. people are forcing Absolutely. her in the sex act and all this kind of stuff. And usually, when they when they say sex act, we all know what it means. Sucking blue, blue, blue. Mm-hmm. Like, so we all know yeah. what yeah. she probably was forced to do. Um, Josh, what do you think about that? Like, how know, she was forced to to do whatever you know, sexually, sexual acts, right. sexual acts, exactly. I mean, yeah, they should definitely be. They should that should be investigated. All of that should be investigated, Absolutely. and they should be tried. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. and, and their parents need to be made aware of the situation and they need to be some something needs to be done in that regard as well you know what i mean because they can't just be go go un untapped as well like you know what i mean because they're the ones who actually did it and caused the trauma on this young woman so Mm -hmm. like that cannot be ignored However, and people need to stop saving their kids when they make dumbass choices like absolutely that. right absolutely right. the only issue is is that this thing we need to identify where this took place because if these sexual acts took place in the school then it is up on the school too you know what i'm saying well, right. that's, one, that's one of the things the article is you know that's one of the things that's kind of like what's been discussed like because of the fact that she actually left the school building first of all 
from what I've been able to understand, when when a suicide is is committed, it's very hard to place blame on anybody but the person committing suicide because it's self inflicted. Right. So the way the law is written is that you are, for lack of a better way to put it, you are your own perpetrator or whatever because you pulled the gun on yourself or you jumped off the building. Nobody pushed you off. So the way the law is written, it's very hard to actually assign blame for a suicide. Well, that's fucked up. The law needs to be rewritten. Okay. Because that's trauma. Like, the trauma stems from somewhere. Like, you know what I mean? That's like saying somebody raped somebody and then that individual who was raped then goes and commits suicide. Was it the, the individual who uh, raped the individual who caused that, or was it the right. actual person who was traumatized that caused it? Well, you know I have a I'm better saying? word for you. It's more like somebody saying, Go kill yourself. I think you should go kill yourself. And keep in mind, to your point, Josh, um, there was a case of two, um, two Caucasian girls, where a, girl, or a Caucasian girl and a male, a few months back, where she did convince him to, to, to shoot himself or something like that, and she was actually convicted for it. So it's not unprecedented that it can happen. Mm-hmm. But the question is, if I tell you, Josh, you know, how weak are you mentally when I tell you, Josh, you need to go kill yourself? I definitely think you need to go kill yourself, and then you go do it. Well, like, yeah. But see, that's you know why I was I mean? saying, like, you, p- parents have to talk to their children and make sure to give them, feed them that confidence and stuff as well in the home. Because if somebody told me go kill themselves, I'm gonna be like, bitch, you go motherfucking kill yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm with the shit. You know what I mean? But everybody ain't like that. Everybody but ain't you, like that. But you know what? A lot of these kids still don't understand the sense of death. A lot yeah. of them don't. Yes. They make comments and they, and and um, I heard this on the um, episode that I listened to of you all. Um, you guys were talking about how um, sensitive these kids are. Mm-hmm. Um it seems like and so knowing that you have to really be mindful of what you're saying to them you know mm-hmm. and because they take that shit to heart they really do yeah. they don't realize that people just talk shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. and they they get sensitive and they just think it's the end of the world and they be talking shit because they ain't got nothing better to do nah, nothing because when they go home ain't shit going on at home because mama and daddy ain't doing shit you know what i mean mm. they ain't doing shit you know what I'm saying? Like it's a whole trickle system, a so trickle effect. Self worth doesn't just begin with them. The self worth begins with how bad the family is doing. Is Absolutely, oh, yes. yes. absolutely, yes. A lot of times, the people that bully, they get it from home. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Because they watching abuse go on in at home, and they don't. And the parents may not even see it as abuse. They may right. just see right. it as normal relationship or normal right. interaction, mm-hmm. but it's trauma, and it's trauma right. that's being and it might passed not down. Be physical. It's very right, mental. very mental, very emotional. You know, very verbal. You know, and it's just being passed down, and then it's normalized to the youth, and then the youth is taking it to the school and passing it along to everybody that they right. come in contact with, and right. that you're not seeing the effects that it has on these people, which is why that's a whole other conversation. It's a whole other conversation. <laughs> disregarding their child's emotions anyway. Mm-hmm. We already think they're too sensitive, too soft, you know what I mean? And so we don't take their quote-unquote pain seriously. Uh-huh. No, right. We think, oh, they'll get over it, but they can't get over it. You know right. what I mean? Yes. And the parents are so caught up in their shit, yep. their mm-hmm. lives, 
that they're not even noticing any changes mm-hmm. with their kids. And you and know what? Think- that's a big one too. Parents are not really aware all the time of what's happening with their children. At they all. are they are going to work every day. They're providing three meals. They're providing clothes. They're providing shelter. And they are thinking that they are a great parent because they are a great provider. Yeah. A great provider does not make a great parent. No. And that no. is the bigger no, no, no. Like, a lot of parents are just not in tune to what's happening. I believe that these parents weren't in tune with this girl. I'm going to be honest. No, I agree. I just see the parents being a little bit more responsible than these articles I've even... I've even made it out to be the articles are, in my opinion, very biased against the school because mm-hmm. I think the parent does, the parents in these cases do have a little bit more responsibility than it, or accountability than they're taking responsibility oh, yeah. for. So yeah, speak. no, everybody Real is quick, default, like Vanny said. Right. Real quick, just because when time, it's your child, you can't you can't expect anybody. And this is what I'm learning as a parent. Uh-huh. You cannot expect anybody to care about your child more than you, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So even if your child is being bullied and nobody else is doing anything about it, you can. You're the parent. If they're not doing it, like you said, remove them from the school. Right. It's that simple. Find another school. But right. everybody is to blame in this situation. The parents, too, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This is a good segue, y'all, because we have a few more, just a few more minutes before we go. And talking about the parent being responsible and the parent bullying, or not bullying, but the parent being abusive, we have a situation on on the injection where there was a child that was abusing the parent. Mm. (laughs) There was a lot of stuff said by, it is actually two Caucasian, this is a Caucasian father and a Caucasian child. But what struck me, I mean, we see those videos all the time where parents are, Berated by their kids and their kids, yeah. you know, abusive or whatever. But what's going to be so good about, I mean, so interesting about this one was the white little boy kept calling his father a nigga. Like, he I did. Still, and that's still like blowing me. And that's the reason why I want to Like, um, Danny, you got a chance to see the video, right? Yes, I did. What I was did you just think? so confused. Because at first I was like, surely that's not his daddy because why is the daddy like letting his son be all up in his face like that? Like, y'all, my brother was bigger than my dad and my daddy would have fought that nigga. He didn't give a fuck. You not gonna just... <laughs> he said to his daddy, y'all, punk his daddy. Punk his daddy. Punk the shit out For of him. what reason, I do not know and that's what I would be willing i need to know like was this some bullshit you punking your daddy or because it says a lot about the father to allow that shit to happen like or did he not want to be arrested and go to a bigger situation he was like bro call the police bro bro call the police <laughs> call the police bro nigga. but you know what I, did, did you catch the this is okay now i'm going deep here and I know we're at the end of the at the end of the show, but I gotta go here. I the aggressive behavior just seemed, for lack of a better way to put it, so black to me. It you know did, I mean? yeah. like it did. Yeah, that, he wanted I to be so hard. Like America, I just that in order to be whatever that was that he was displaying, you have to be black. Yeah. Because overall, it's a bad representation. Mm-hmm. Yes, and even his daddy looked at him like. 
really. Yeah, what is this? What you trying to do? What the fuck are you doing? Like, is this what you're doing right now? Like, it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was he was even like grabbing his crotch and all this. Yeah, and throwing up gang. Did you see him throw up little gang, little finger signs? Right, he threw up gang signs and everything. I was like, wait a minute, what is like? What the fuck are you? Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? White kids make me sick sometimes. No, for real. That's the question. Did y'all hear me? What you ask? I said, is he just a bad seed or is he appropriating black behavior? All Both. of the above. Both. All of the above. Especially the way I could see if he was just doing that shit, but to talk, to disrespect your parent like that, your daddy, the mm-hmm. head of the motherfucking household. The like, reason you living in this motherfucking house. Dynamic. Right. Mm-hmm. He been running their asses for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's that just that's, that's right? overtime behavior. Somebody yeah. just got the camera out. Black this black ain't new. People mm-hmm. always say black people wouldn't be put up with that. Do y'all think that could happen in the black household? No. Hell no. I'm going to be devil's advocate on that one. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no. not. And no. you know what? Because Challenging and me only go- because parents be, I bust my ass to get you water, food, and you going to come mm-hmm. in my face. You ain't paying no bills. Mm-mm. One or two things. Crotch, I feel grab like your one. crotch. Talk about I'll fuck you up, nigga. Yes. One of two things fuck would happen. Up. I don't know what that's one of two things would happen in a black home. One, either you getting your ass beat, that's just point blank period, or two, you getting put out. Like it's just what? Like, that's or three, you are laughing because you can't be serious. You have to be right. right. What? You know, we, love, we love a little class clown, a little comedy <laughs> section. Cause you playing, you, you playing. playing like that's not mm-mm. In no, no way. And I'm not one of your little friends. Ain't who never the fool, been, so I'm really ain't never been one of your little friends. None first of, of all, friends. so who the fuck you talking to? Y'all know <laughs> I got right. a shirt like that. I got a mama shirt. <laughs> I ain't not one of your little friends. <laughs> I, you know, I, think, I think there's a lot that I think that that video has a lot in it. First, the disrespect to the parent, but also, in my opinion, the disrespect to the black community. I'm sorry. I know that's yeah. true. And I, maybe I'm not out of, out of pocket with that, but it's like, I hate to say the term acting black, but it was like everything he was he doing was, was emulating mm-hmm. the blackness. Like, yeah, was. Or what he thinks blackness should be. Not yeah. right. what we are, because I would never be like that. Like, you know, that's <laughs> but, not what I get. But right. wait, but wait, but wait. Let me, I'm going to fuck you up with this. I'm going to fuck you up with this. <laughs> But it's okay to be white, though. Right. You know, it's okay to be white. Wow, okay. It's okay to be white. You can be yourself. You can be yourself. It's okay to be you white. You can be yourself. It's okay to be white. <laughs> you know what, y'all? It has been a great show. I thank you all so much for being on The Injection. Thank you yeah, for having thank us. Thank you for having we us. We have gone everywhere in this hour and 15 minutes. We have gone up, down, back, around. And that's exactly what the show is all about. And I knew it was going to be that kind of show. Which was, I was so excited when the idea came up. To have you all on. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank, Thank you for letting so me run my mouth. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael J. As always, you can contact us at the injection part at gmail.com. Um, again, everybody, it's been a great show, and I look forward to us meeting up again. Bye. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope yeah. y'all liked our flow and the conversation. And I hope you guys joined fun. in on the conversation. It was fun. It was fun. Y'all got a nice little show, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Definitely um, a different structure, but I think it's engaging and it 
you know, it injects with the information that it needs to inject. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> so shout out to Antoine for having us on. Shout out to you, Michael, for having us on. We appreciate it. Thank yes, y'all. Yes. And now we are going to move over to our favorite portion of the show. A word from our ancestors. Bro, what you got today? Yes. So today I have a quote from the Shirley Chisholm. Mm. And Miss Chisholm said, Come on, sis. Don't make progress by standing on the sidelines. Mm. Wondering and complaining. Mm. You make progress by implementing ideas. Yeah. Mm. I think that's just the way for this week because I feel like we are moving forward in a very positive direction. Mm-hmm. We are recognizing our abilities. We're recognizing the effective resources that we have access to. And we're recognizing how beautiful our minds and ideas are in order to implement the things that we want to do, yes. the actions that we want to take going in the direction that we will go. Yes. Yes. I really feel that way. Um, collaborating, meeting up with new people, just brainstorming, kicking ideas off of each other. This quote embodies all of that. And yes. we are just in a very reflective stage right now. And we're the best is yet to come. Yes. The best is yet to come. Daily. We make so, a noise out there. That's the yes. beautiful Big part. Noise. That's Big real. noise. That's and real. you know, it is room for all of us at the table. Yes, you know is. what I mean? Like we're all reaching an audience and having these tough conversations, and that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And it's that's important for us to come. The together. only way we're gonna make change is if we all mm-hmm. being together and get the message out there. Absolutely. Exactly. Plus, we exactly. a good fucking time when we all get together. So <laughs> a good time, right? <laughs> just come together and enjoy it, and let your free yes. flag wave and just have fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So thank you, Shirley Shirley Chisholm, for that. Yes. Powerful. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the show this week. Guys, don't forget to send us input for the show, any feedback that you may have, or if y'all just want to engage with us and send your questions to wokenbrokepodcast at gmail.com. We love talking to y'all. Slide in our DMs, you know. Yes. We love to have those. So just hit us up and like engage with us. We want to hear from you guys and we love y'all so very much. We want to thank you guys for listening and we can't wait to talk to y'all next week. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Woke and Broke. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us to show your support. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Woke and Broke Podcast and on Twitter at Woke and Broke Pod. And we want to hear from you, so send your input for this week's topic or questions that you'd like to hear us answer on the show to wokeandbrokepodcast at gmail.com. If you like us, tell your mama, tell your brother, tell your uncle, tell your sister, tell your cousin. Tell them about us. We'd love to have their support, too. Thanks for listening.